This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, we, we'll see a little bit from the end of Kuf Kafchet Amud Bet. It says over there, in the end of the daf, towards the end of the daf, it says that if a woman is pregnant, so you can bring for her oil. The two dots, four lines, five lines from the end. I'm just going a little bit before to, to tell you what the Gemara spoke about. The Gemara said that if a woman needs the oil, so how do you bring oil to a woman that's pregnant, that's, uh, that has an issue of pikuach nefesh? You can bring it, you can bring it in the hand, which means you put oil on your hand, you, you, you rub oil on your hand, and then you bring it for that lady. And since it's not like the normal way of bringing it, it would be permitted. If there's not enough that you can, while you're rubbing in the a, in a hand, you don't bring so much, you need more than that. You rub it in your hair, and you bring it that way. And then when you get to her, you take it out of the hair, you, you, you somehow withdraw it from the hair. Says the Gemara, we now buy the two dots, five lines from the end. When you withdraw it from your hair, you're squeezing it out. There's no squeezing in the hair. Why? The hair doesn't really uh, get absorbed that when you squeeze it out, you squeeze out what's absorbed in the hair. It's on the surface. That doesn't mean that you actually bring in the hair, which means you rub in the hair, but rather you put a clear, you put a certain utensil, small utensil. Mm-hmm. This way is also permitted, you bring it in a hair, in, in a kelly, in a small utensil like this, with uh, oil, and you put it within the hair, because whenever you are uh, changing from the normal way, it's called the shinui, that would be sometimes permitted. You would say over here, why do you need a shinui? And if you could do it with shinui, that's how you should do it, because then you're not violating Shabbat at all. Even when it's permitted to bring, you should try to be meshane. Chaya means a, a woman that's giving birth. So she's a pregnant woman getting ready to give birth. Which means as long as the womb is open, she's ready to give birth. It doesn't make a difference whether she says she needs Chilul Shabbat or she doesn't need Chilul Shabbat. She needs to go to the hospital, she doesn't need to go to the hospital. She needs the, the doctor to do all kinds of things that would be uh, normally Chilul Shabbat or not. Whatever is needed, like over here, bring the oil, whatever she needs. However it is, you violate the Shabbat for her, it's considered Pikuach Nefesh. Pikuach Nefesh is Dochei Kola Torah Kula. Nistam HaKevel. After birth. It's called Nistam HaKevel. The womb closed up. And now she has a baby. How long you violate the Shabbat for such a woman? Ben Amratzichani, Ben Lo Amratzichani, and Mechalelim Aleat Shabbat. Whether she says she needs a Chilul Shabbat or not, 
You don't violate the Shabbat. You don't listen to her. It's after birth. She's fine. Ravashi matni achi. This is the way Ravashi learned. But Marzuto matni achi. Marzuto learns differently. Amar Yehuda, Amar Shmuel. This is what he says. Marzuto. This is how we learn. That Rav Yehuda said in the name of Shmuel, Chaya. As long as she still didn't give birth. Same thing, you violate the Shabbat for a woman that needs to give birth. After birth, that the womb is closed down. If she says, I need something that's a violation of Shabbat, then you violate the Shabbat. If she says, I don't need it, you don't violate the Shabbat. Why do you listen to her? Because a person himself knows if he's in a, in a dire need. And when you have such a person that feels that, ah, I need, you have to listen to him. A person that has a pikuach nefesh, a person that is very sick. We're talking about a woman. So whatever she needs. It, it, it depends if it's a need. Right? She, yeah, of course. She feels, ah, yes. Yes, you have such things that the Gemara brings down that a woman, that woman that's pregnant, if she wants to eat something, she has craving, you violate. So again, we're dealing with a dean of Pikuach Nefesh. So if, it, if before it would be craving, that, that could be permitted for her to do, uh, to eat something that would be a violation of uh, Trefot, Nevelot, things that are not kosher. After, it depends if a person needs it, what he needs. And, and, and if he himself tells you, I, I have to have it. And we're not talking about a person that wants it for fun. She needs to have it. She says, I need to have something cold. I need to have... So you, you, you have to listen to them when we're dealing with the pikuach nefesh. And this is something that we need to take very seriously when we're dealing with pikuach nefesh. Because uh, especially in time that uh, life... Uh, people's life is very light, is very easy. We need to understand that the Torah looks at life as the highest thing, at, 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 the highest aspect, the highest level. It violates entire Torah. It violates, it, 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 um, it's doche Shabbat, it's doche everything, kol Torah kula. Amar le Ravina le Marei Marzutra, matni le Kula, Ravashi, matni le Chumra. Ilcheta keman, we have a machloket, we saw over here. Two ways out alone, whether you violate the Shabbat for her if she says she needs it or not. What's the halacha? I asked him. You always go with the opinion that holds you violate the Shabbat for Pikuach Nefesh. Pikuach Nefesh is safek nefashot, even if it's a safek. It's a doubt. You don't know that that should be the halacha. We have a doubt over here. Two different rabbis saying two different opinions. We go with the lenient opinion. Why? Safek nefashot and you violate the Shabbat. You do. You must violate the Shabbat. That's called Safek. No, that's not. That's the, there's three things that are Yareg That's not one of them. What are they? Avodah Zarah, Giluy Arayot, Meshichut Damim. That's not one of them. Over here is Kilul Shabbat. You call the Torah Kula, except those three things, you say Safek Nefashot Lakel. Mematay Ptichat HaKever. When is it that it's considered that she's ready to give birth? And by then already you violate the Shabbat for her. By the way, the Nachalat Shiva says the same thing would be for uh, considering her nida that her husband can't anymore touch her, come close to her. So same thing over here, the Gemara brings for Chilul for, for Shabbat. When is it that it's considered Tichat HaKev? From the minute she sits 
in the labor room on the bed that she's going to give birth. Not on the room before labor room. When a woman comes to the hospital, first they put her in one room. But when she's actually ready to give birth, they take her to the main room, to the room that she gives birth. Once she sits on that bed, it's considered, she's considered already Bichlal Pikuach Nefesh. Ravuna Breder of Yeshua Amar Mishash Adam Shotet Veyored, from the minute she starts bleeding. That's already Pikuach Nefesh. Right? So before she gives birth, sometimes weeks before, sometimes days before, the plug comes out. Then sometimes the water breaks. And when she's really ready, many times she starts bleeding. Then it's considered already pikuach nefesh. The the woman is already uh, need to be taken care in such a such a way. Some say that as long as she can't walk anymore, it's considered pikuach nefesh. When she gets to the hospital, she can't walk anymore. They give her wheelchair. That's considered already pikuach nefesh. Ad matai p'tichat hakever after birth. How long? She's considered still uh, a yoledet. Amar Abaye, Shlosha Yamim, three days. Rav Amar Mishanet of Yudah, Shiva. Vamrila Shloshim, there's three opinions over here. Three, seven days, or thirty days. Amar Nardaye, in Nardaye they say, Chaya, Gimel, Zayin, Veshloshim. Gimel, Ben Amra, Tzichani, Ben Amra, Lo Tzichani, Amechalilim Adayat HaShabbat. Since it's three days, it's very close. So she's still much more likely to be in danger. So whether she says, I need or I don't need, you violate the Shabbat for her. You see something that you feel that that's needed for her, you do it for her. Even if she says, no, I don't need it, I don't need it. No, you do it. Zayin, within the seven days, if she says she needs it, you violate the Shabbat. She says, I don't need it. You don't need to violate the Shabbat. Shloshim, 30 days. 30 days. She's after 30 days. She's not considered anymore mesukenet. Uh, and therefore, you don't violate the Shabbat for her, even if she says, I need it. You do whatever she needs, since she's considered still sick. But she's not pikuach uh, nefesh. It's not cholash she'esh basakana. It's cholash she'en basakana. So you do it through a goy. Aromai is a goy. Kederavula bre deravilai. The Amar kol tzirche chole nasim al yedei aromai b'Shabbat. A sick person could do whatever he needs on Shabbat with a goy. Person that sick lo alenu. He needs something. He calls his neighbor. The goy do me a favor. I need to put the air condition. I need to take it. I need to put the heat. I need to uh, cook something. Whatever is needed. We is allowed with a goy. As long as there's no danger. If there's danger, you can do it yourself. If there's no danger, but there's a great need, the person is sick, you tell a goy and he does it for you. What's the halacha of 30 days? That she, uh, she does tevila. Rava, when is it that she should not go to the mikveh? Right? 30 days should not go to the mikveh. What does that mean? What does that mean? Says, the, uh, says Rava. When her husband is not with her, what does that mean? She goes into the mikveh for truma. That's what it is. 
So until 30 days, she should not dip in the mikveh because it's cold uh, and, and she can get sick after 30 days. That is when she doesn't have a husband with her, which means she's on what if she's if he's not there, if he's not home. So why she goes to the mikveh for? Who she goes to the mikveh for? The answer is for tarot to eat tarot. You used to eat tarot. You have to be tahor in order to eat tarot. Aval ba'alaima, but if her husband is home, so she could go to the mikveh before the thirty days. Ice cold. Ba'alamechamema, when she'll be together with her husband, she'll warm up. The body warms up the body. And because of that, it would be permitted. The daughter of Rav Chisda, which was the wife of Rava, she went to the mikveh within 30 days where her husband Rava wasn't in town. So she did something that would be, uh, that would get her sick. She would get cold because of that. Vitzaniat, she indeed got, she got, uh, she got sick. She, she was, she became, she got cold. And they brought her bed to Pumbedita, where Rav, her husband, was. They brought her all the way over there in order to make sure that she gets healed from her husband, being with her husband, and that's what happened. Ma? No. No. The pikuach nefesh. The name of the pikuach nefesh. Amor v'damar Shmuel osim medurah lechayah b'Shabbat. You could make a fire, heat up the house for uh, uh, for a pregnant woman for yoledet on Shabbat. Savu pregnant again when she's already begeder pikuach nefesh. The the way we explained before the different examples whether she's bleeding already, whether she can't walk anymore, and so on. Or afterwards, after she gave birth. From the words of Shmuel, that you make the medura, you make the fire for your ledet, you see that the chaya only, but not a sick person. In the parentheses it says, you see from here that maybe only in the, in the cold days, but in the hot days, you don't make such a fire. Says the Gemara in parentheses, Whatever it is, since it's sick, even in a hot day, a person that's sick, and he starts getting shivered, it could be a hot day. He feels, he feels cold. You have to make for him a fire. A person that withdrew blood, they used to withdraw blood all the time, as we will see soon. So a person that was makiz dam becomes cold afterwards. He lost his, his blood from the body. So naturally, uh, the blood keeps you hot. And now it feels very cold. It could be dangerous. So you make a fire for him. On Shabbat, even the hardest time of the year, that's called Tkufat Tammuz, in the months of Tammuz. If you want to know when it's Tkufat Tammuz, we are right now. It's the hardest time of the year. So if you're oh, so hot, I can breathe. But a person... It's so hot. So you would say, 
what does he need a, what does he need fire for what do you need to put the heat for him the answer is yes once you uh, withdraw blood you makiz down from such a person he becomes very cold could become dangerous Shmuel Tzalchule Taktaka Deshaga yeah Rashi over here we need Rashi Rashi says Lo matzu etzim uchanim leesek beyom hakaza which means they didn't find us regular pieces of wood for him in order to make the fire after he was Makizdam. So they took from the highest uh, and the best pieces of wood and they made fire for him. Something that's extremely expensive. You take your Shabbat table that's made from mahogany. And if you need it, you burn it and you make yourself a fire. Rav Yuda Tzalchule Patora de Yona. Rashi min Erezu. A certain tree, Erez. That's expensive also, something that's hard to get. Rava Tzalchule Sharshifa. They took a bench. They didn't find any wood. They took the bench that he was sitting on and they made a fire on that. Because Nefesh, you should do whatever's needed. When you do that, you write this baltashchit. But if you don't do it, you mashchit the goof. You could. Uh, that's definitely more important not to be mashchit, not to destroy your body, than rather to destroy a bench or destroy a chair. A person, a person that doesn't have shoes, he should even sell the beams on his roof in order to buy shoes. How important it is to have shoes. Why? It's so bizayon, uh, uh, low, uh, so degrading for a person to not have shoes. So a person should do anything in order to have uh, shoes, even to sell the beams in his house. Says the Gemara, that's an example over here. But what happened if a person withdrew blood and he doesn't have now any money to buy himself food so he can get sick? What should he do? Says the Gemara, sell your shoes even. So you see that the highest thing we said before is buying shoes. But once you withdrew blood, if you have to sell your shoes, even that you should do. Because this is dangerous already. Before we are talking about bizayon, degrading not to have shoes. Now it becomes dangerous. What should you buy for food? What's the meal one should have after a kazadam? Rav Amar Basar, Shmuel Amar Yain. Rav Amar Basar, Rav says, meat, why? Nafsha, chalaf, nafsha. Meat for meat. Meat is the nefesh, is the soul of a person, is this actual meat. So nafsha chalaf nafsha, you, they took away the meat from you by withdrawing blood. You eat meat, you bring it back. Shmuel amar yain, wine, why? Sumka chalaf sumka, they took away red, the blood is red, you put in red instead. Shmuel beyomad avad milta. Avad milta means withdraw blood. So again, for health reasons, they used to withdraw blood. Today we don't do it. Today, if you have to give blood 
for blood drive, you feel knocked out, so you know what it is. But they used to do it not for others, but rather they had excess blood and it wasn't healthy. So they had to withdraw blood to dilute your blood a little bit and to reduce the blood a little bit from the body. That would be healthy. So that's what we're talking about. Shmuel be'omad avad milta, in the day that they withdraw blood from him, avdilat avshila detachle. They used to make a tafshil for him from tachalim. Tchol. Rav Yochanan shati. What did Rav Yochanan do when they withdrew blood? Shati had an afiktia meune. He would drink enough wine until the wine would come out of his ears, which means he would smell the wine from his ears already. This is how much he drank in order to revive himself, bring back the lost uh, blood that he had. Rav Nachman shati at the kafi tachle. Rav Nachman would drink until his tchalim, the tchol that we spoke a second ago, would be uh, soaked with wine. Rav Yosef Shati Adenafik Mirivda Dekosilta would come out of uh, the, the cup that he had. Rava Meadar Chamra Bar Tlata Tarfe. Rava would look for wine that has three leaves, which means it's three years old. A good wine that would be already something that would actually revive him. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, the rabbi, told his students, Please, on the day that you do a kaza, withdraw blood, tell your wife, tell your house, tell your wife, Nachman Ikla Legaban. Nachman, Rabbi Nachman, is coming to visit us today. Ooh, Rabbi Nachman is coming to visit today. The wife goes shopping and she fills up the house. What's the purpose? He comes home. It's not like, you know, honey, I have something to eat. Oh, I don't have anything. You want jelly on uh, the sandwich? No, she has now meat and everything. Why? Rabbi Nachman is coming. But really, in reality, is he coming? No. He told him. Tell her that way so she can go shopping and buy the best food. So when you come home, you'll have yourself a meal for sure. You make sure that your head says, Pikuach Nefesh, you have to eat. You're not allowed to cheat on anything except this. This cheating, this manipulating is permitted. Why? Pikuach Nefesh. Man David Milta. Which means, let's say a person withdrew blood and he doesn't have any money. So he needs to eat. Once you withdraw blood, you become very weak. You can faint. You could, so now you need to eat. That's what we're saying over here. You need to eat. You need to drink wine. You bring back what you lost. So what do you do? If you have no money, if you have money, so you tell your wife, go shopping, Nachman is coming to our house today. But if you have, if you have no money, what should you do? So Take a coin that's not, uh, that's not good. It's not a good coin. You can't buy with it. And there, there were coins that were lost their shape, lost their value. And go to the store, and before you, before you, eat some, before you buy something, they will allow you to taste it, right? There's some places like this that you can taste in Israel, in the shuk. 
You want to eat grapes? You want to buy grapes? You take one, taste it, see if it's good. Or you want to buy peanuts? You go to the store, you take a peanut, you taste it if it's good. But with, or with a purpose to buy it, that's, that's, uh, you, you, you mean that you want to buy. Over here the person can't buy. So what should he do? In such a scenario he's allowed to go to the store and tell them that he wants to buy wine. They give him to taste and they give him a little bit, less than Ravi, just a, just a drop. He could, he could feel if it's a good wine. Then he says, oh, good. He gives them the coin, they tell him, oh, that coin we can accept. It's no good. Oh, it's not good. Okay. We'll come back a different day. Sachekota. If you come with no coin, so uh, the person is going to, you know, it doesn't look good. Like you go with a credit card. You go with a credit card, you want, you want to buy in Walmart. So they tell you, okay, you buy something, you bring it to the cashier. You have a credit card, at least you have something to show. They tell you oh, the credit card doesn't go through. It doesn't go through. You have no money. So that's what happens over here. So he goes to seven different stores. Each one gives him a seventh of uh, the wine. A little drop until you have a revit, an ounce. And then he brings back, it revives you. It brings you back. Now, how is this permitted halachically? We're not going into halacha now. But there's a, there's, there's a question over here, a serious halacha question. How could you go to, to a store and take something knowingly you're not going to buy? Cheating. They're not giving you cheating? Is you allowed to do such a thing? A bad coin. Go to seven stores. Until you actually were able to drink revit. If you can't even do that, you should buy, you should get yourself seven tmarim, dates, that are black, and eat those. Velishof mishcha betzide, rub oil on your sides, venigne beshimsha, and lie down in the sun. What do you get from the sun? Sun is vitamin D. And we all know how important it is, vitamin D, vitamin D now, that people were getting sick right and left. That's because of deficiency of vitamin D. The sun gives you vitamin D. That's why it's very important that a person should not have deficiency of vitamin D. D. You get sick, the body right away fights it because it has the right vitamins. Vitamin D is very important. Avlat Ashka Shmuel Degani Beshimsha. Avlat saw Shmuel that was lying down in the sun. The smart person from the Jewish people. Shmuel was the smartest person. He was the biggest rabbi. Bad could become good. What are you sitting in the what are you sitting in the sun? Sun is no good. Sun is bad. He told him, no, today is Yom Kaza. Yom Kaza, you need sun. That's what it is. This, the Gemara says, no, it's not true. The excuse he, go, he gave him was just an excuse. It wasn't the real reason he was sitting in the sun. But rather, there's one day in the year that the sun is good for everybody. Not only for those that did a kazat dam. Some days are good for, the, for, for, for everybody. When is it? The Yoma de Naflabet Kufat Tamuz. He thought Shmuel didn't want to revi- reveal that to him. I don't want to tell him that for whatever reason. But uh, so he told him it's a Yoma Kazai. Yoma Kazai, it's understood, like I told you before. Sun is a very important thing. A person should be in the sun. A person should not be all the time in the shade. He needs those, uh, those vitamins that the sun provides. 
Rav Veshmuel Damit Avayu Kolom Kil Besehudat Akazadam A person that takes it lightly to do the Seudah on the day that Akazadam Like we explained before, a person must eat after Akazadam A person that doesn't do that, rather he's mezalzel He takes it lightly Mekilim lo mezonotav min They make his parnasa also lighter Why? He doesn't care about his life. Says I'm gonna care for him. If, he does, if a person doesn't care for, your, for himself, right? That's uh, the approach that you can tell today to people that don't take uh, precaution seriously. Um, this, the guidelines, if you believe in the guidelines, if they're true, if it's honest guidelines, you should take them seriously. A person that doesn't take them seriously. So, why should a Kadosh Baruch take him seriously? Rav Shmuel Damrit Arvayu Ayman David Milta, a person that did a Kazadam, lo leitev, hechatekarich zika, should not sit at the wind. You sit in a place that is windy, it's dangerous. Why? Dil mashafi lo umna umokele arviyata. Maybe the uman, uman is the person that withdraw blood, is a doctor that withdraws the blood. Umokim le'ariviyata. Maybe he left him a reviit dam. Exactly reviit dam. Less than reviit is already very dangerous. But he left him maybe exact. Ve'ati zika. And the wind comes. Ve'shayf mineh. And that the, the, the wind itself reduces, I guess, there's some kind of power for the wind that when it blows, it can reduce a little bit of the blood. And then it becomes now under the... Under... Anemic? Under the limit. And it becomes very dangerous. Shmuel, whenever he would do Hakazat Dam, he would sit in a place that has uh, uh, bricks. One day he did so, he did Hakazat Dam, and he would sit in that uh, place that had seven bricks. Right? And that seven bricks would cover up the wind. So on that day that it is a Kazatam, it felt different. I don't feel well today. Usually I feel okay when I sit surrounded by such a wall. Now I don't. Badak vechasar chadaricha. I checked and he saw the six bricks inside of seven. So he saw there was an effect on that. There was, he felt it. First he should eat, and then he should come out. Why? If you, don't, if you don't eat first, before you come out, you come out of the house. You just did a kazadam, the uman came to your house, he withdrew blood. Don't come out right away, first eat. Why is that? If he comes out and he sees a dead person, Yalka ape. He becomes, he becomes sick. He can become very sick. Green. But he, he becomes jaundice. He becomes, uh, he becomes uh, sick. And what, there's an effect when you see something like a dead person. It has an effect on his soul, on his nefesh. Which has an effect right away on, uh, on his health as well. If, he's, if he ate well, so the effect is less. Although he's affected by it. But he doesn't, he doesn't really change... The way uh, the way his health is, but when he's already on that, uh, you know, he's very uh, on that line, on the fine line between feeling good and not feeling good. That's dangerous. 
So therefore, he should eat first. If he sees a murderer, meat, he could die just from seeing him. It's a scary thing. If he sees a pig, it's called davar acher. That could affect him that he could become a metzora, because chazirim are are they 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 have tzarat in them. Rav Shmuel Damit Avaya Man David Milta, a person that would read through blood, lishepurta vaadar likum. First he should sit, he should delay a little bit and then get up. Don't get up right away. Why? We get up right away, you become dizzy, you can faint. There's five things that closer to die from than to keep alive. You eat and you, and you stand right away. You finish eating, boom, right away you go and you run. No, a person should delay a little bit. Say, we cut Amazon. Take your time a little bit. Don't run right away. He drank and he ran. He sleeps. He wakes up in the morning, boom, he wakes up. It says, I, Gaber Kari, right away you stand up. No, the Mishnah Bura says, delay a little bit, not right away. It, just right, take a take few seconds, delay a little bit, and then get up. Ekiz dam ve'amad, that's what we're talking about right now. Shimesh mitato ve'amad. Right after Tashmish, don't stand up right away. Amor Shmuel, Pursa de Dama Kol Tlatin Yom. How often should you do? Hakazat dam every thirty days. Uben haprakim yemaet. Once he becomes ben haprakim, what's ben haprakim? Rashi says pirkesh notav kigon lachar mem shana. After he becomes forty, he should not do it so often. A young person is uh, has 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 a lot of energy, has a lot of blood, and it's it's healthy for him to do hakazat dam often every thirty days. But once he gets forty, he should. Not do it as often. Yemaet uben aprakim. Yachzor veemaet. Afterwards, he should also uh, reduce even more. Vamar Shmuel pursa de dama. When should you do that? Hakazat dam. Which days? Chad b'shabata arba'ah umale shabata. Do it either on a Sunday, chad b'shabata, on a Wednesday, arba'ah b'shabata, umale shabata. But don't do it sheni v'chamishi. Not on a Monday, not on a Thursday. Why? Only a person that has chutavot can do sheni v'chamishi. Because it's dangerous to do it on those days. Why? Which means, just like, uh, just like in Bet Din Shalmata, when does Bet Din sit? Monday and Thursday. Same thing in Bed Din Shalmala. They sit on Monday and Thursday. And now on Monday and Thursday, it's a Yom Din. Yom Din, you don't want to do anything dangerous that would, uh, that, that your Dinim will go to Shamayim. They open up the Sfarim. They see, is it really worth it to save the person? It's a dangerous thing to do a Kazadam. Betlata v'shabata ma'ita amalo. Why not on a Tuesday and on Shabbat? Mishum dekaimala... Ma'adim is the consolation. They sit in a certain way of zugot that could endanger the person as well. On Tuesday and on Shabbat. 
when Shabbat starts right away, it's on Ma'adim. The Magen Avraham brings it down in Kufayin Aleph. Says the Gemara, what about Ma'ale Shabbat? Says the Gemara, that's fine. Erev Shabbat is fine. Why? Because Dashu Berabim. People do it. Although it's also as well Ma'adim. But since people do it, Dashu Berabim, people already step on it, which means people do it already. They got used to do it. Shomer Pteim Hashem. Amo Shmuel. Daledu, Daled. Let's see uh, the Madrashi says over here. Arbau, Daled. Daled be Shabbat, Shu Daled la Chodesh. Which means Daled, Dehu, Daled. It's a Wednesday that happened to be on the fourth of the month. Daled Shu Arbesar. Or it's on the fourteenth of the month. Daled Shu Esrim Varba. This is called the Sakana. Don't do it then. Then you get weak. Don't do it in those days. Shlishilo on the third. Sakana. Maleyoma. Tava. So the Gemara gives you over here different options when it's um, it's it's sakana and when it's a good time to do it. The Gemara says male yoma datzarta sakanta vegazru rabanan akule male yoma tava mishum yoma tava datzeret. Since yoma tava datzeret is a sakana, male yoma datzeret sakana, which means erev shavuot is dangerous. So Chachamim say, don't do it in any Erev Chag. Why? Since it's so dangerous then, so Chachamim wanted to install that nobody would ever do it then. Don't ever do it on Erev Yom Tov. This way everybody knows Erev Yom Tov is fine. Otherwise, if you tell them this Erev Yom Tov is fine, this is not, people can make mistakes and come to danger. Then Afik Bezika Ushmet There's a certain wind that comes out and the name of that wind is Tavoach. You see already, just from the name, it's a dangerous thing. Tavoach is like shechting, uh, it's like cutting. Dilokablu Israel Torah, avetavachla lebsarayu ledamayu. If Am Israel were not mikabel the Torah on Shavuot, so that wind would, uh, would cut them up. Lebsarayu uledamayu. The meat and the blood. Amos Shmuel, achal chita vekizdam. Once a person eats wheat and he does a kazat dam, it's beneficial only for that wheat that he ate, for the, for the, for the bread that he ate, which means he doesn't have other benefits. Rashi, He ate, he puts uh, wheat, makes you heavy, so that Akazad Dam is beneficial only for that. It really doesn't benefit you from, for, for what you really needed, and that is to take away some of your blood that you have excess. That's that we're saying that would help only for that bread is for refua, which means if you do Akazad Dam for health reasons, 
but if you have excess of blood, as I just explained now, so that would help regardless. But for Rufwa, it wouldn't help, which means there's two benefits for Kazadam. Should drink right away. Eat until the time of Chatsi Mil. Mil is 18 minutes. So you have um, 9 minutes to eat. What does it mean? If you drink right away, that helps. But afterwards, it's bad for you. Or maybe if you drink right away, it's good for you. But if you don't drink right away, it doesn't do anything. What does it mean? Drinking in delayed time is bad for you? Or it doesn't do anything? Teiko, we don't know. Until nine minutes. Before or after, it's bad for you? You only should eat up to nine minutes after or before, it's no good? Or maybe it doesn't do anything. Doesn't help, doesn't benefit, it doesn't do any harm. Teiko, we don't know. Machru is rab. Meakare bezuza. A hundred kare is dluim. What's dluim? It's bezuza. We're selling it bezuza. Meareshe bezuza. Meashafme veloklum. Amar Yosef, Kiavina, Beravuna. Yom de Mefagir Obadan Amri. It was a day off for Chachamim. The day that uh, there's no yeshiva, it's like Ben Azmanim day. Amri, Aida Yom de Shafmehu. He said, today is Yom de Shafme. What does it mean Yom de Shafme? Loyadana Maika Amri. They said, today is Yom de Shafme. What is that? Loyadana. We don't know. So on that day that, the, that they had like a day off, they were lazy. Should they come? Should they not come? They would take it easy. They would call it Yom HaDashafme, which means it's a lost day. Koshrina Tavur. When, when you give birth, you tie the, right after you give birth, you have a baby, he has the cord. You have to tie it down. Tanu and you can do it on Shabbat. Tanu Rabbanan. Koshrina Tavur, Rav Yossi, Omer. You're allowed to cut it. Tomlima shilya. And you're allowed to bury the shilya. What's the shilya? The placenta. That helps the blood the, the, the baby warm up. Those that have, that are the daughters of kings, which means the rich uh, girls. And they have the money to take care of things correctly. They put it in a sefil. That's a certain cup, expensive cup. What was in the sefil? Sfalim shel shemen. Inside they had in it oil. Bnot ashirim. Those who were rich, but not to that level. In other words, they're not uh, extremely rich. Besfogim shel tzemer. They would put it in sfog- uh, things that were soaked. Sponge. sponge in 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 semel. What semel? Cotton. Cotton. You have cotton. They would soak it in oil. They would put it there. And they would they would hide it there. Bnotanim. Those that don't have money, so they can't afford those sfalim shel shemen and sfugim shel semel. Where should they put it? Bemuchin. Muchin is all kind of different uh, uh, rugs that they would put it in.
אמר רב נחמן אמר רב אבא ברבוע, אמר רב הלכה כרב יוסי ואמר רב נחמן אמר אבא ברבוע, אמר רב מודים חכמים לרב יוסי בטבור של שני תינוקות Right? So Rav Yossi just told us this halachai, and halachai is like him, that you chotech v'tomen ha-shilya, and what happened, it's tabur shel shnei tinokot, you had two babies, shechotchim, you cut it down, maitama demenatche ha-dade. Rashi says, mishum demenatche ha-dade, zeh eilach vezeh eilach, v'nimtzehu mesukanim. So since you have over here two babies, two babies uh, that are twins, and the, the, the tabur is tied one in another, so since it's tied one in another, it could be dangerous. So because of that, you cut them down. All the things that it says in Parashat Tochecha, which means, which parashat tochecha in Yechezkel, it says over there, uh, how the a baby was born, as a parallel, um, as, a, as, a, as a mashal, to Am Yisrael, when they came out of Mitzrayim, how Hashem took them. So this was a mashal, parable, to uh, Am Yisrael. But it tells you exactly over there, all the mashal is, what, what you do to a baby, when he's born, and the... Gemara says over here, over here that whatever it says there, you can do on Shabbat, because that's very much required to do for the baby. You did not uh, wash in, uh, in the water to become clean. They did not put salt on you. So all these things you see that it needed. Why do you need to, uh, the salt? Rashi says, You put the salt, the, the, the flesh becomes hard, the basal becomes hardened. What does that mean? That it, that, that it was not cut? What needs to be cut? The tabur, the cord, needs to be cut. So you can do it on Shabbat. That's what we learn from here. What do you learn over there that you need to clean and to smooth the flesh? You're allowed to wash the baby on Shabbat. What does that mean that they put the diaper, they clean him up? You wrap him up in clothing to keep warm. אדרן, אלח, מפנין, חזק וברור. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com